thanks for checking out this message from Springmount Church. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmount.church. Why not check out all the different groups that run throughout each week in Barrow and on Walney? And join us every Sunday from 11am at Salt House Pavilion in Barrow Infernos. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmount.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. This is only our second baptism here, so we're just getting used to it. It's been a little bit of an interesting weekend, because uh, last night this was flooded in here, so uh, we've actually filled the pool three times because of different reasons. And then one of the people getting baptised had a car accident last night, so it's almost as if there's been everything possible trying to distract them from, uh, from doing that. But it's great that today we can, um, yeah, we can be here to celebrate. And actually, it was just because the hose was squirting up in the air rather than into the pool. That's why it happened. The benefit is some of those coffee stains have come out. So there we go. <laughs> That's good. So yeah. So today we see four people asking to be baptised. I'm going to invite them to come and sit behind me now so you can stare at them. So Zion, Steph, James and Katya. Come on. As you can see, we're all very different. You know, none of us are the same, so none of our journeys are the same. So actually, it's great to see a mixture of ages, from the very old to the very young. Okay. <laughs> so why do we do baptisms? Well, first of all, Jesus did it. Mark chapter 1, verse 9. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. So Jesus was baptized even though he didn't need to be didn't need to be baptised because baptism is saying I've been cleansed and washed from my sin and Jesus didn't have that in the first place. Jesus told his disciples in Mark 16 verses 15 to 16 he said go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptised will be saved but whoever does not believe will be condemned. So it's whoever believes and then is baptised yeah so it's not about being baptised first. And the early church continued to be faithful. What is it all about? I've got to say this very quickly because we did this not so long ago. It's not special water. We've not flown it in from some holy well. It's just tap water. That's the first thing. It's not boiling hot either. So just so you know, it's warmer than it could be. But, and the people here behind me are not perfect. Those of you who are friends and family, there is no shock in that statement. Beth over there is definitely saying, nope, <laughs> definitely not perfect, okay? They are not perfect people, and going into this pool will not make them perfect people, okay? It's not some sort of magic bath, okay? That's not going to make them perfect people, but it is a step in following Jesus. It's a step in saying, I want to be following him, I want to be obedient to him, because first comes belief and faith and recognition that they needed Jesus, that they needed forgiveness. This week was my birthday, and I'm not saying it to get praise, because really I don't want to mention it, but I thought I was made to wear this hat, okay? I went out for a meal, and I was made to wear this hat and a badge, and the restaurant we were in, the ceiling wasn't high enough for me to stand up in this hat, 
But the reason I was made to wear this hat was because Ros wanted everybody in that restaurant to know that it was my birthday. So I had to have something outward to show that it was my birthday. So today, these people are wanting to say to you, this is my outward show of what's been happening in my life. This is the outward show of what's been happening. You know, there's lots of things we do outwardly to show we've got something going on inside. You might have seen in the worship, some people raise their hands. Steve and Laura, Ed Sheeran on Friday night. You actually managed to find your tickets and get in, yeah? Did you occasionally go, oh, yeah? No, did you occasionally sort of sway a little bit like this? Hi, Aoife, you right? Did you occasionally swing? Yeah, because actually it's an outward show of appreciation to Ed for his wonderful music. And actually in our worship, we are praising Jesus. And when people lift their hands, it's an outward expression of the joy inside, okay? It's not weird. You do it at concerts. You do it at football matches. So it's an outward show. So today is an outward show to all of you that these guys have made a decision in their lives. They might have made it recently. They might have made it a long time ago. But it's a decision to say, I want to show you that I'm serious. I want to show outwardly and publicly state I've got a faith and I know Jesus is my Lord and Saviour. Jesus gives a chance for everybody to have a fresh start. Doesn't mean we won't still mess up. But all these, these four behind me have had a fresh start because Jesus says the past's forgiven. The present's forgiven, the future's forgiven because I've paid the price. So it gives a chance for a fresh start because he beat sin and death and took the punishment. Romans 10 says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, in other words, he's number one, and you confess with your, sorry, and you confess with your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So in other words, it's about declaring that Jesus is number one and recognising that he rose from the dead. That's what faith is. It's not going to church. It's not reading a book. It's declaring those two things. So today, these four are going to go under the water. They're going to go under the water because Jesus was buried in a tomb for three days. And then they are going to come back out. You're not going to be there for three days. Don't worry. They're going to come back out. And that symbolises that resurrection life, that Jesus died and rose again. That's what baptism is. It's symbolic. It's an outward show that Jesus died and rose again. And they want to follow in Jesus' way. That's what we do today. So today we're going to hear a bit of their why. Why they're doing it. We're going to hear and we're going to see them go under the water and out again. And actually, we're going to read them a verse each. So I'm going to hand over to them. Okay? They're going to go in age order because I believe the oldest is the scariest. Okay? Oh, sorry. The oldest is the most scared. Sorry. You're not the scariest. James is a pussycat, really. So I'm going to give them a microphone. And we're all on their side, aren't we? Yeah? Nobody's here to say anything other than that. So, without further ado, James, over to you. Good morning. Terrifying, isn't it? But yeah, let's see how this goes. Um, so, why am I here today? Well, obviously, I'm gonna get dumped, hopefully. Hopefully, I've been doing some weight so they can actually pick me back up again, but we'll see how that goes. So, um, so my first experience of church was as a little kid, maybe seven or eight. I used to go to Sacred Heart School. 
And at Sacred Heart, every Tuesday, you used, used to have to attend a service. It might not have been every Tuesday, but in my mind, it pretty much was. Um, it was a tra traditional church, the wooden pews, the big pillars. You all right? <laughs> One down. Medic. <laughs> um, so, you all right? <laughs> Bless her. And so you see, you don't have much choice, you, you had to go. And um, if anybody knows me, I don't like being told what to do. So probably not a good idea. But as an adult, it was Spring Mount was my first real experience of actually going to church. It followed on from Spring Harvest Festival. And after attending the youth sessions at Spring Harvest, traditional church probably wasn't going to be for me. It just wouldn't cut it. So Sue Phipps over there took me to Spring Mount Church and Abbey Road. And we sat at the back. Now I turned up, full punk, Mohican, eyeliner, spikes, fishnets, yeah, the whole kit and caboodle. Um, basically, I was being intentionally antagonistic. I was trying to get a reaction. Um, but the patience and acceptance of the people there and that lack of judgment was just overwhelming. If anything, it made me a bit of a target. People wanted to come and talk to me. <laughs> oh, he's a bit weird. I was going to chat to him. <laughs> but not the best move, was it? So, um, so basically, at the spring harvest, which we, I went to with Mike and Sue, and I believe, I believe Jeff was there at the time as well. My dad had passed away just beforehand. Um, now, as you know, when you come to church, you hear a lot of our father this, our father that. Now, as your dad just died, that's a little bit raw. Um, but basically, I was sat at the back, just crying, just in my own little world, and someone from the worship team noticed me. I, I don't know his name, I've never spoken to him since, but he stood there and he prayed for me. So the following day, I came back to the services and gave my life to Christ. We were given the option of putting your hands up and walking away and talking to somebody, if you feel that's for you. So I sat there and prayed my prayer. Um, so... The difference that God made to be part of God's family has been a massive difference for me. I've been accepted for who I am. Now, in the past, in certain social circles, with some of my friends, my acceptance has been on the basis of certain things that I've done. How much can I drink? How many crimes can I commit? Etc. Not the greatest thing in the world. But acceptance in church, for just being me, the love and support has been epic and unreal. So I know I've still got a lot of stuff to do in my life. I know a lot of God's help. Um, I need patience. I'm not a very patient person. The ability to mind my tongue, reacting, but mostly to be willing to go where he tells me without fear, hesitation or doubt. In um, Isaiah 6, 8, it says, um, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. So Isaiah 41, 10 also says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's, that's a massive, massive thing for me. Stood up here today, petrified. I know God's got me, so I'll be all right. So, when did I decide to get baptised and why? Well, I first thought about it many years ago, but I'm, I'm a terrible pro procrastinator. I put everything off to the very last minute. If you don't believe me, ask my wife. I've been decorating our bathroom for four weeks now. <laughs> it's about that big. Um, so recently decided to make a public affirmation. So baptism for me is the external commitment to show the world that I'm putting him first. I've already made it inside, in my heart, that decision's been made. But this is more of the external thing to show you a lot that I actually mean it. Um, so, there we go, let's lose my track of mind again. So I'm, so I'm already made new and afresh, that happened in my heart. So 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, in Christ he is a new creation, the old has gone and the new has come. 
petrifying this. So, we, um, we also about a Bible verse and a song. Um, my Bible verse is Joshua 1, verse 9. So don't be afraid, because the Lord your God will be with you everywhere you go. This verse was wrote in the first Bible I was ever given. It was given to me by Mike and Sue. It was a youth Bible. Um, when I first gave my life to Christ 18 years ago, Mike wrote that verse in there for me. So who'd have thought, all these years later, that every time I open my Bible, I'd be blessed to hear Mike's voice in my ear. And he says, every, every single time I open it, don't worry, James, God's there, always, everywhere. So my songs, there's loads of them, loads of them. Um, beautiful one, blessed be, nothing but the blood that we just sang about a bit of there. All of them speak to me, but of late, it's the one I choose for today, or come to the altar. Every time I sing this song, I can feel the Holy Spirit inside me stirring, and I just feel like crying. There's no two ways about it. Um, I've sat there and laid there thinking on the lyrics and what it means to me. The Father's arms are open wide. And I can say it again in my head, they're open wide. He accepts me without hesitation, without judgment. There's no conditions. Forgiveness is bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. That ultimate sacrifice for my sins. That life and blood willfully given to forgive and cleanse me and make me anew. He died for me. That's why I'm stood here today. Because I accept Jesus Christ as my own personal saviour. So I thank everyone for sharing this day with me today. Thank you very much. Just go one after the other, you don't need to wait, it's fine. So thank you for having me, um, and yeah, I'm Diane and I'm here to share my testimony. Um, I want to start by thanking uh, my family and friends um, for stepping out and supporting me, but particularly those that don't know God and maybe stepping out of their comfort zone. And I just pray that my story touches you enough to consider whereabouts you are in this life. I'd also like to point out, which I figured out just the other day when we practiced our testimonies, is that every single person that has ever sown a seed of faith in me is actually here today um, and I'm really 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 blessed um, and you know some of those people have not just left Barrow but have actually left the country and come back today to visit um, so I just I just can't believe that I'm absolutely overwhelmed because I feel like God knows that's exactly what I need so welcome back guys <laughs> um, so when I was asked, um, when was it you decided to get baptised? The truth is, I've wanted it for a while, but the more I reflect on what God has done for me, the more I want to take that step to fully commit myself. As part of the service, I was asked to share my testimony, my journey to Christ, and I promised him that I'm going to try and keep it concise. <laughs> Apparently I thought too much. <laughs> So growing up at home, uh, I lived with my mum, my brother and my sister. It was just the three of us and we didn't attend church and we didn't know God. Now, even though we didn't know God, and I'm sorry, I know I've shared this before, but to me, I find it really funny. Um, so I've shared this when we did some question and answers testimonies a little while ago. So some of you might have heard it, but to me, it's funny and relevant. So every year at Christmas, when everyone was opening the presents, it was me that used to say, well, just wait a minute, 
you know, these presents are great, but actually we're supposed to be celebrating Jesus's birthday. So for a family that didn't really know God, that was a bit, you know, a bit strange. They thought it was a bit crackers, but hey, look at me now. <laughs> so actually, I just, it just reminds me now when I look back that during those times, it was actually God letting me know of his presence and knocking on the door and asking to come in. And while I didn't know it, that's what he was doing. So back to life at home. So things were tough. We didn't have much and mum struggled to bring up three children alone. She often called on my granny for physical, emotional and financial support. Looking back now, I realised that during these years, there was debt, poor mental health, poor choices and the environment was not safe for children. I'm actually shaking. <laughs> now I could go on into great detail about everything that ever happened. But what I didn't want to do was write a testimony full of blame and bitterness. Instead, I wanted to do something that at one point I didn't even think was possible. I wanted to forgive those who had hurt me or allowed bad things to happen because those people are not perfect and actually neither am I. And what I want, sorry I've lost myself. <laughs> and actually what Jesus went through for me was far beyond any pain that I could endure. And now, with God's grace, I can move on. I can look at those life experiences and realise that all of that was to prepare me for what was to come. I've always been a great believer that everything happens for a reason. And I believe God has always had me in his sight. And when I allowed him, he then held me in his arms. In Jeremiah 1 verses 5, it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. And God took me out of a situation and he brought me to this point where I stand today. He waited until all the work there was done and then he brought me here to Barrow where the next chapter was to begin. It was at this point that I started to get to know God, but unknowingly to me, he'd always been working in my life. A verse that was recently shared with me is Jeremiah 29 verse 11 and it says, I have plans and purposes for you that will bring you much hope and much joy. When I read this and I think of all that God has done for me, the times he's been my saviour and the blessings he has poured over me, I think, wow, how can it get much better than this? I've got three beautiful children and a husband that would do anything for me. I'm part of a family, I'm part of a church family, I have a beautiful home and a career that not only I'm passionate about, but one where I can take those lived experiences and turn them to good by helping others. And I get to spend my special day with Theodore. So yeah, life is good. There are still things that I need to deal with, things that I'll need help with, things that might cause me pain or anger. But with God, I know I can face anything. God is bigger than the postnatal depression, he's bigger than the anxiety, he's bigger than the trauma, and he's bigger than the grief. And that is why I'm giving it all to him. So just like in the song that I chose, with every breath that I take, every moment that I'm awake, I want to honour my God. Woo! Be, be nice to Steph. Because she's very shy, aren't you? <laughs> Bless. Go, Steph. So I came to church through Roz as I'd been going through a bit of a hard time 
I had people there for me, but I didn't want to open up too much to them. If I, knew, I knew if it wasn't for my kids, then there would be no point me being here. But I knew they needed me, and I knew my family needed support. So I had met Rose for the first time at my home. She came in and sat down, and as soon as she sat down, I broke down. I can't remember what left my mouth that day, but everything just came out. We sat and spoke, and she had told me about church and that I was welcome. I said no, as it wasn't really my thing. After Ros had left, I just felt such a relief just by opening up. The next few days, I spent oh, I spent the next few days thinking as something just kept telling me, go with Ros, see what it's like. You don't have to talk to anyone. It's just getting you out. Just try it. So I had arranged it. I was terrified. I didn't know who would be there, what people would think of me, but I still came. I walked through the church doors already about to cry. I sat right at the back so that no one could see me. I sat, sat there looking around, questioning why I had come. The next minute, this music started to play, or it was already playing, it's a bore. But all of a sudden, I felt calm. No one's attention was on me at all. Everyone was singing, and they were so happy. I just thought, what on earth is going on in here? I didn't understand it one little bit. I remember watching the words on the screen, and I just felt like each and every one of them were talking to me. I burst out into tears and did not stop until the worship had stopped. I went home and that night I decided that I wanted to go back to church. It made me feel so much better, even if I did cry through the whole thing. So I carried on coming. I didn't have a clue what Johnny was talking about between the music though. I just couldn't make any sense on, no matter what had happened that week or that day, it all seemed easier when this worship was on. It wasn't long before I started playing this music at home whenever I felt down or that I couldn't cope no more. But for them moments, it was a sense of release, uh, relief. Also, it made it easier in church as I knew three of the songs and wouldn't just be stood there. I gradually played them more and more and started to understand a little more and started to really enjoy church. A few verses would talk to me and I'd understand them, but still had no idea what Johnny was on about. <laughs> as the weeks went by, I started to feel what was being said as this feeling of peace would just fill me. I still battled problems at home and things weren't getting any easier. My family unit was being destroyed. And there was absolutely nothing I could do about it. I grew up without a dad and it was just me and my mum and my sisters. My mum did a brilliant job on her home on her own but I didn't want that for my children so I fought hard to keep my family together but things just got too much Sorry. all of a sudden I was a parent of two on my own with my head in this dark scary pit that I couldn't escape unless I was in church or listening to worship I finally started to understand what Johnny was saying although I felt as though I had split my family up I knew when this peace had come over me, I would be okay. A few weeks had passed and I was offered to go to a spiritual health weekend to Preston. I accepted, but then worried about leaving my children. I just thought, well, I won't go anyway. <laughs> Rose had helped me find someone suitable to have the kids, but then I really panicked. I did not want to leave them. I cried for days leading up to it, but I just didn't cancel my place. The day came and I cried like a baby. But still something was telling me, just go, the kids will be fine. So I went. 
That weekend made me realise a lot. That's when I first realised what Jesus had died for. I was now forgiven of all of my sins, anything I had ever done and felt bad for, I was forgiven. Everyone who had sinned was forgiven. Maybe I should start to forgive and look forward to a life full of love. Not by someone who could physically touch me or someone I could see in the flesh, but someone who will never leave my side or stop loving me. That weekend, I had to stand up in front of many people for the first time. I did not want to do it, but after a few nudges, I did it. I knew then, in such a short period of time, something had changed. That was a big step for me, and my life was a little different from before. I felt full, yet only weeks ago I was an empty mess. A weight had been lifted and I'd learnt so much in one weekend. It was still hard for me when I got home, but I dealt with it a lot better and I could see the light, I could see happiness and I felt love, loved. The following Sunday I got up to be prayed for, but as I got to the back of church, I felt I had to give my life to Jesus. That weekend had opened my eyes and I knew that I needed God. I needed him to walk through life with me. I couldn't do it alone anymore. I felt Jesus' presence throughout that whole weekend. The difference that it has made to be a part of God's family is amazing. I'm never alone. If I need someone to talk to, there's always someone there. There's people I can open up to without being judged. And most of all, I am loved. I know I still need God's help in life, as there's a few times I've stepped away from my faith and thought I could carry on doing this on my own. But I was wrong. I could not do it without our father by my side. I have decided to get baptised today as I know that I need God to walk through life with me. I need his help and his love and I know that I am forgiven for all of my sins and that I will be forgiven. A verse in the Bible that stands out to me is the Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. He has strengthened me and he will continue to do so. Okay, so, hello. Right, I'd like to start off by saying I wrote this only a short time ago. Does anyone know why sunsets are so beautiful? It's because the sun does its best work when approaching a deadline. <laughs> God has always been a part of my life because I was born into a loving Christian family. It was my mum who first brought me to church and I think my first memory of church was calling a picture of Jesus not necessarily in the right colours. When I was around six, I realised Jesus had died for us, and even before that, I still believed. I've always believed in Jesus, even as a child. When it was around Christmas time, when I was younger, I wanted to leave Jesus a birthday card by the fireplace. Then I would know if he is real, I told my mum. Who, my mum asked. Father Christmas, of course, I said. I'll ask Father Christmas to take the card to Jesus for me. See, even then I believed Jesus was real 100%. I also realised I will need God's help in everything, to forgive the past, live in the present and look forward to the future. I wanted to get baptised before COVID started, but then of course it got delayed for two years. I was going to be one of the first people to get baptised in this church, but then it got delayed again. The reason I want to get baptised is because I realise that this is the path I want to follow for the rest of my life. My favourite worship, my favorite worship, worship song is Oceans. Suits the occasion, doesn't it? 
My favorite Bible verse is also Psalm 56, verses 3 to 4. When I am afraid, I will trust in you, in God whose word I praise. In God I trust, I will not be afraid. What can mortal man do to me? I want to finish off by saying thank you to all my friends and family, and especially my mum, my dad and Babs for encouraging me all the way. Some of you may know that I am half Ukrainian and that I do have family there. And I want to thank my mum for praying and caring for other people, even though she is so worried herself. The end. Okay. Brilliant.